Hey, 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 yes, you are in the right place. This is a Yup podcast, but just a quick shout out to Norway. Hey, you are putting the Yup podcast on the map. Yes, Yup, I got you. It's trending in Norway. Hey, Norway, thank you. You other countries listening out there, hey, put me on the map. Hey, and then a quick shout out for my brother, Mike Baldwin, who has a new endeavor. That is icecreamgraphics.com, where you find totally original cool graphics. They are dead on for what you want. So go visit Mike Baldwin at icecreamgraphics.com. So I, and then the word scream, then graphics, then .com. You know how to find it. Yes, I screwed it up before, but this is a new and better day. Well, Tom, you know, exercise is the best medicine. Yeah, I've heard that. And I really like exercise. I specifically love lifting weights. I don't really like pounding the pavement with my extra adipose tissue. But let me ask you a question. Why are none of the long-lived people athletes? Oh, we're going to step on some toes today. Gosh, I like that. I like to feel the crunch when I put my mask on those toes out there. Hey, welcome to the Yup Podcast, you yuppers out there. Gosh, I appreciate you guys. And you know, I'm here for you. i <laughs> And, you know, I have a lot of opinions and, I, you know, I do a fair amount of research, but like the rest of you, I'm, well, most of the rest of you, I have a job and so I can't research all the time and so I don't know everything about everything and I hope you know that that is true and uh, I'm just giving you things to think about and honestly, if things really upset you, go out there and learn about it and if you really are an awesome person, you can share some of that with me because, yeah, I don't have all the time in the world. So we're not going to do the blah, blah, blah website, blah, blah, blah here, blah, blah, that. Give me money. Give me money. I've been saying this, man, every freaking wants money. All the <laughs> kind of on a rant these days because like the, the Christian churches, which I'm a man of faith, but gosh, I am really separating myself from the church because They've really lost their way. Build buildings, have programs, and really, it's almost like it's not even close to what it's about. And you ask people what they learned when they went to church about the sermon, like even a day later, um, um, they talked about God and Jesus and love. And all right, Tom, he's been on the roll with the F-bomb. But you guys out there understand this. You're fucking smart enough to read your own truth. The ancient scriptures, read it for your fucking self. Don't trust some man and his interpretation. And if you listen to my Sanguine podcast, I'm not necessarily teaching you stuff. I'm giving you stuff to think about like I am here. And uh, today I do want to talk about exercise, but I just want to, yeah, I do want to talk about exercise. And uh, uh, I absolutely love lifting weights. It's absolutely one of my favorite things to do. And I wish I had more time probably outside of doing podcasts. Podcasting is like uh, a favorite that has come to me late in life, literally in my 50s. And I found out that I really enjoy it and it's therapeutic. And there's some of you out there that are just crazy enough to listen and you're loyal and I shouldn't call you crazy because uh, <laughs> you're not. Um, and I really love it. But the other thing I really love, I love lifting weights. And when I was in high school, which is hilarious because, you know, I'm a fat older man and I struggle with my weight. And those of you that have listened from the beginning, you know the saga. And there's some fun news. And, you know, it's, the saga is not over. But, you know, uh, I have reduced my weight by about 30 pounds. Now, does Tom still have a lot to go? I do. 
And I'll talk about in the future, I want to give this a little more time because you, you know me, I move from thing to thing to thing because I'm always trying. I, I hit things. If they don't work, I move on and I hit them again. And I, I'm always, I'm not necessarily looking for the magic pill, but I'm looking for that vehicle that's going to help me get to where I want to go. And that is to get back to an ideal weight and not be an emotional eater and not eat according to that. And so it's been a journey. But when I was in high school, I was a skinny-ass kid, and I could not gain weight to save my life. I would eat, like, raw eggs. I would take weight gain, and I was lifting weights, and I absolutely loved it. You know, I lifted so hard that, you know, the next day I couldn't lift my arms. You know, the toilet was, like, 100 miles away. It's like, oh, my gosh, where is that toilet seat? I'm literally going to fall through the floor because my legs were so tired. And those of you that work out very much understand those feelings, and it's a really good feeling, and you get addicted to that feeling. And so... When I was young, I, I never, ever thought I would have an issue with weight gain, and I absolutely love lifting weights. So when we go into this podcast, I absolutely don't want you to think that I'm opposed to exercise, that I'm just some fat white guy that sits in his closet doing podcasts and you know talks about sex a lot because I, I do love to talk about sex. And we're just going to take a little side note here, but since the last few podcasts I've kind of referenced sex and the hormones around sex is that... I just kind of summarize is sex can either be incredibly destructive or it can be incredibly healing. And I want you to experience the incredibly healing side of an intimate relationship with a covenant partner. It is amazing and it can restore and rejuvenate versus the sex that happens, you know, on Tinder or the hookups or the fuck buddies. It's just that's you taking something from somebody versus that intimate relationship with a covenant partner is you give and the other person gives and you both get like way more than you put in. And so it's a little side note for you to think about and maybe go back and visit those podcasts and uh, even expound in your own mind on the thoughts that I gave. But let's talk about exercise for a minute. And I have come across some interesting research lately and, you know, things trend and people are talking about different things, but I have actually started to do this and it has moved the needle in my life. But let's, let's first talk about exercise and how a little exercise is really good. They say like going for walks and low impact exercise is pretty good. You get your heart rate up, you get your body moving, you know, it also helps maintain your weight and I'm all for that. And I even go a little extreme on lifting weights. I think as I'm getting older now and there's more concern around my joints is that I'm, I'm doing things with um, bands versus actual free weights and uh, just a little bit safer and, and building strength. And it is a proven fact that muscle mass really, not excessive muscle mass, but good muscle mass is a really great anti-aging tool and helps you age well. And so I think that's really great. But what happens when you exercise and Let's just say you're an exercise nut, which I have been in the past. I've been a gym rat where I was three or four hours at the gym, you know, five days a week. That's, that's a lot of time in the gym, you know, playing racquetball, sweating, you know, running the track and then lifting weights and then doing some cardio. On the top of that, you sweat and you sweat a lot. And what's in your sweat is the minerals from your body and your body as it's exercising and as it's outputting, it's using fuel. And we don't really think about this, and this is something that really has come into my world lately in a number of areas. Some of the podcasters that I listen to, like Dave Asprey and Ben Greenfield and some others have begun to talk about this, is that 
as you exercise, and most of us don't start exercising, you know, really intensely until we get to high school and we're playing high school sports or, you know, we uh, move into our adult lives and realize the need to stay in shape. And some of us become very attractive to extreme sports and extreme exercise. And as we do that, we expend a lot of resources from our body. You know, we, and the current line of thinking and what I begin experimenting with is that it's not just a calorie in, calorie out. As your body as you're calling it to perform, maybe on levels that are beyond, and there's some of you that are really extreme out there and you do some really amazing things and you really tax your body to the limits that up until that time where you really began to exercise, you know, you're growing, your body's storing nutrients, you hopefully were breastfed by your mother and it seeded your gut and you really have a great microbiome and hopefully your mama cooked your meals and, you know, you got lots of rest and relaxation and you have a lot of good stores. When we begin to move into this exercise realm and we begin to do it on a more regular basis and on a more extreme basis, we're using those resources and they're not necessarily getting replenished. And I'm talking about things like minerals and trace minerals and there are vitamins that in our modern diet, unless you're pretty intentional, and I think pretty intentional is, is an understatement it's almost, especially if you're an extreme athlete, unless you're obsessed with replenishing your body, you don't ever recover. And so every time that you go out and you do more extreme exercise, it's like taking your body clock and tink, taking it a minute down, tink, taking it a minute down, tink, taking five minutes down, taking it 10 minutes down. Now the body is amazing for pulling resources out of places in your body that you need to perform. And as long as you make the demands on your body, it's not like a car when it runs out of gas, it's done. Your body is so creative in pulling things out that you need, and it's going to start pulling it out of muscles. It may start pulling it out of bones. And so as you extreme exercise, and it's interesting, like a lot of the marathoners and one of the guys that really popularized it in the late 70s, early 80s, you know, died of a heart attack in 50. And if you look at marathoners and long distance runners, they look gaunt. And they really, a lot of times, they, they look like death warmed over. Their bodies are, you know, in good shape, but they just don't look good. And I don't necessarily think that it's like intentional because they're doing what they love and they get adrenaline from it. But they're not replenishing your bodies. And so this podcast is really about bringing some awareness. And you're like, you're some fat white guy in a closet. It is true. But I've I've had my season when I was in junior high. You're like, Tom, that was like in the stone ages. I, I actually ran cross country and my body is designed in such a way that I react really severely to the depletion from that kind of exercise. And I get severe leg cramps, like painful. I want to say they're like labor, late cramps, but that's really not fair to women because I don't think it's anywhere even close to that, but hurts. And you can actually feel the muscles in my thighs and my calf, like actually displaced. Like you're like, oh crap, they're, they're not supposed to be that way. And they're hard as a rock. And so in my body, I'm really fortunate because I see the effects right away. And for some reason, the way I am designed and built that I don't have a lot of reserves in that, that area. And it probably is because when I was a kid, my mom had a sweet tooth. I had a sweet tooth and uh, we did eat a fair amount of processed food growing up. I mean, mac and cheese was a staple at our house. Probably every 
meal. We also had red pickled cabbage because my mom's German. And you're just like, whoa, I know mac and cheese and red pickled cabbage. Part of every meal, whether we had hamburgers or something else, those two were always apart. But when I would come home, there were hostess like Twinkies, Ho-Hos, hostess fruit pies. So ate a fair bit of that. But as a kid, I really was an active kid and I loved doing things. And I would go on the March of Dime walkathons and, you know, exert myself for an 18 mile walk in a day, which looking back, you know, pretty decent because, you know, I ran a fair bit of that. But at the end of that, I would just have these horrendous leg cramps in waves. And back then I didn't realize what it was. And now, you know, the technology is better where there's electrolytes and, and help you with that. But, uh, yeah, and back then, sorry, I'm looking at my coffee cup and I really want to take a drink. I probably should. I get a little distracted. You know, back then, Gatorade was first on the market and those things begin to help. But how do we know all the things that we take out and we deplete and how do we replenish those? And I don't really think that we do. So if you're not built like me and your body just pulls things from other places, you're kind of like, ticking away at your clock. And so there's an interesting thing. There's Dr. Wallach out there and there's a lot of controversy around him. I don't, I don't know that he's around, but you know, he did uh, a number of things about minerals and the importance of minerals. And you know, those people don't, that don't take him. And he was one of the first appointed athletes. He's like, why are there no long lived high performance athletes? It's because if you're going to do that kind of extreme sport, and you're going to like take those nutrients that have built up in your body for a long time and not replace those and not replace them intentionally. So when you take, let's say you have an intense exercise session, whether lifting weights, and I'm kind of picking on marathoners, you know, some of these huge bodybuilders are the same way. It's, there's kind of this moderation, but you know, being massive also isn't good. And it, yeah, just the extreme is not good. Um, Anyway, back to Dr. Wallach. Sorry, I'm kind of all over the place this morning. I'm in my freaking closet and it's hotter than snot. We are now in Montana and, uh, well, I've always been in Montana, but, you know, Montana is funny because it's, uh, it's kind of like giving childbirth. You know, when a woman gives childbirth, she's like, I'm not ever going to do it again. And then, you know, the seasons pass and you're just like, oh, you know, that wasn't so bad. Same thing in Montana. It's like, we just went through an awful winter and now it's beautiful here and it's a little on the warm side and we're like, oh, Montana's great. And we forget, but winter's coming. So anyway, side note. So talking about Dr. Wallach and he's just pointing out to, you know, those people that are long lived aren't the ones that uh, are the exercise gurus. They tend to be the ones that live in rural cultures that are still growing a lot of times their own their own food or it's available at a local market. There's uh, a lack of processed foods in their diets. So they're in an area where it's more agrarian. And so they're growing their own food. They're not necessarily using these uh, farming techniques like, you know, no-till. So they're just spraying chemicals and, you know, they're putting NPK back in the ground, nitrogen, potassium, phosphate. You know, there's a heck of a lot more minerals. And Dr. Wallach begins talking about this, that the people that are long-lived are the people that are living in these cultures and they are in shape people. They walk everywhere. They often walk, you know, a long ways for errands and doing different tasks, even getting water, but they are cooking their food. They're making their own food and they're getting it from the soil. 
And those of us here that live in America, we're buying food at the grocery store and we're buying food from land that has minerals sprayed on it. It has three of them, nitrogen, potassium, and phosphate. Do we need more than that? I think we do. There's a lot of freaking trace minerals out there. I just learned about copper the other day and how we just need, especially if you're taking zinc when you're sick. Zinc is amazing for when you're sick, but zinc depletes your body of copper and copper deficiency is often seen in gray hair. I have a lot of gray hair and I'm just like, hmm, maybe I should try some copper. And I'm not just gonna take copper. I found, cause I do my research. Ah, gosh, I hate that it's becoming just, a word that's overused, like follow the science and do your own research. It's like follow your science on the left, do your own research on the right. <laughs> but you got to go out there and find out what's right for you. But I'm beginning to bring minerals back in my life. Like I'm getting it from like diatomaceous earth or, you know, this ancient soils that have been untouched and they're pulling these minerals out of these soils. So you're just getting this whole swath of minerals. You're not just getting NPK, you're getting all these minerals. And I feel like a lot of the issues that I'm dealing with, that I deal with lately, um, you know, anxiety, depression, muscle cramps, fatigue, you know, instability, different things like that is I begin and I'm not just taking the recommended dose. I'm kind of like hitting it hard because I've lived a lot of years not eating nutritious food and even the nutritious food, organic food is better because the soil is prepped more and we're getting more of those minerals that we need in that soil. But even then, if you're not eating organic and you're eating regular vegetables, you're getting nitrogen, potassium and phosphate and maybe a few other things that are left in the soil. Who knows? So you combine that with like being an extreme athlete or even a moderate athlete, we have to come to the conclusion that exercise is probably actually shorting your life because you continue to deplete those stores in your body. And really, I think it would almost be a full-time job. I mean, you have to be pretty intentional about what you eat. And there's only so many calories that you can have in a day before you go over your max and you end up like me. And you're just like, you're over your max. And so you need all those trace minerals. And so you're going to be eating a buttload of vegetables. You're going to be eating grass, pasture-raised beef that's going to have all those nutrients in it. It's not just raised for that sweet taste and may not be as good as you're used to, but it's going to have the things in it that you need. And so my encouragement, as, I, and I, as I'm moving into this, and I'm losing my buddy here, Toby, you know, we're, we're down 30 pounds with Toby, and we're moving. I love an active lifestyle, and honestly, I don't exercise much these days because I work pretty hard, and I do try to get in walks every night. And so, you know, I do get my 10,000 steps, which I don't know, that's just some weird guy's, like, thing, but it works for me. 10,000 is a nice round number, and I feel like when I get to 10,000, I'm tired. And that's good. I'm not overly tired, but I'm tired and, and it feels like a good number. And I want to live that, but I also freaking want to live a long time. And I don't want to freaking look like an old guy, which I kind of do now. I mean, I don't look gone because I have a lot of adipose tissue, but I, I want to be right in that sweet spot. You know, we don't want to be extreme. We want to be in that sweet spot. So if you're out there and you are that extreme athlete, I'm just going to encourage you. And you're just like, am I really going to take advice from a fat white guy? Yeah, because a fat guy, white guy is not in competition with you. He's for you. I want to see you live a long, happy life. And so I am for you. I'm not trying to piss you off, but I'm trying to bring some maybe things you haven't thought about. And maybe I know for a lot of extreme athlete, injuries are a big part of it. And 
is it because those things in your body are depleted and there's vulnerabilities there because the defense mechanisms aren't there? If you're going to be that, first of all, most people don't take enough time to recover. And as you age, your recovery time gets intense. But without recovery time, man, you got to pound those nutrients back into your body. I mean, literally pound them in and figure out the calories that you have for a day. And you probably have absolutely no room for any junk at all. Probably no room for stimulants, probably no room for caffeine. I know you're just like, dude, what are you talking about? You know, no room for like artificial workout supplements. You need minerals and you need vitamins. You need bioavailable nutrients. And the best place to get them is from vegetables that, I mean, the very best place is you, you grow them yourself and you know the soil and you've cultivated the soil. But outside of that, you got to go out there and find the minerals. And I'll just tell you, there's a lot of things out there. And I actually looked at Dr. Wallach sells some things like that. And I chose not to use his products. I go with a company called Beam Minerals, B-E-A-M, a really great company. And I don't know if you've tried minerals out there, some of them can taste pretty dang awful, but these are pretty good. And I've just been pounding them and I've actually really noticed a difference in my system stabilizing. Those muscle cramps that I get are like not as frequent because I get them when I work because I often work out like I'm uh, like work out when I'm working. Yes, like that, like when I work, it's kind of like being at the gym because I work that hard. Yeah, you got it. Okay. Plus, we got Toby that I'm carrying along. So that's that's exercise just right there. I, I got the body double that I'm carrying around with me all day long. And so there's exercise there. But when you start looking into how long athletes live and there's obviously, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm picking on runners because I freaking hate running. I really, I really do. I love walking. I hate running. But there are not long-lived marathoners and people like that. And yeah, the guy that ran the first marathon died, right? And uh, it became popular to do that. And so whatever sport you're in, I'm just asking you, begin to pay attention. And your diet is huge. And if you're going to be that kind of person, every freaking thing that you eat matters. Because we need you around because you need to make a difference. So replenish that body of yours and uh, maybe give your little, yourself a little more time to recover because it's, uh, for a lot of us, like weightlifting is fun for me and whatever you do is fun for you, but we want to be around a while and our families and our friends need us to be around for a while. So uh, yeah, make a plan and uh, hey, I really appreciate you. Um, have a freaking great day. Go out there and make a difference. Why? Because I got you. I do. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. Just some exit notes here. If uh, you're listening to this, you're listening to one of three podcasts. There are two other podcasts you might be interested in. So there is my Sanguine podcast. There is the Yup podcast and a podcast specifically designed for encouraging women of all ages. The Yes Women podcast. I just encourage you to go and try some more of Tom Baldwin's podcast.